broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Women in Business, where we celebrate influential women making a difference in our community. Now, here's your host. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy, and I'm your host today for Women in Business, powered by Business Radio X. Stone Payton, our producer, is also in the studio with us today, and we are grateful to have you tuned in. Uh, Today, we are interviewing Cindy Rollins with Captured Moments by Cindy, Bethany Nugent from Beats, and Giselle Williams from Staffordshire Home Advisors. So, welcome everyone. We are so glad you're here. Um... The first thing I want to know is just to tell us about your business, uh, how long you've been in business, how you got started, what you do, that sort of thing. Cindy, I am going to start with you. Why don't you tell us about your business, what you do, how long you've been in business, and that sort of thing. So I am a photographer that specializes in maternity, newborn, and family photography. Um, I've been in business for about four years, and I just love connecting with families and helping them celebrate those special moments. That is amazing. Bethany, what what about you? Tell us about your business. Um, I'm a physical therapist and I founded Beats in 2003. We started taking on clients. Um, We originally were uh, focused on fundraising and educating the public about our services. Um, But then we started taking on clients in 2008. So that's when we started. And our company provides physical therapy, occupational therapy for children with special needs using horses and horse movement. And we also provide adaptive riding and we are the host of the Cherokee County Special Olympics team. That is amazing stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Giselle, what about you? Well, we are a home inspection company and I am the marketer of home inspections. And it really blends good for me because I love meeting people, building relationships. And that's what has gotten us where we're right now. And we've been in business five years. Okay, great. So what made you, Giselle, what made you uh, go into this particular line of business? Like what captured your heart in reference to uh, exactly what you guys do? Well, we, we, we used to own a nutritional company and Glenn was a little burnout all the things FDA and he said I don't know what I'm going to do next every home that we owned we gutted it out and fixed it up ourselves so he knew about everything every component of the house I said Glenn why don't you do home inspections you're very thorough you're very detailed and he looked at me and he goes you're right so he went ahead and got certified and then since then we've been we've never looked back we enjoy it we love helping people which is when somebody's buying a home, that's one of their biggest purchases. And he's very detailed of what he does, and he loves doing helping, informing people about the status of the home they're buying. That helps them make a decision. So serving people is what we love. Awesome. Thanks, Giselle. Bethany, what about you? What made you, like, this is uh, a very unique space within uh you know, physical therapy, what made you move toward horses? Well, it's funny. I actually decided to be a PT when I was six, <laughs> believe it or not. I was reading stories about kids with disabilities, Louis Bra- uh, Lori uh, Brightman, Louis Braille, Helen Keller, and a relative of mine who's a physical therapist suggested it. And that was just that I decided then. 
got through college, about three quarters of the way through college, and I was a little bored. In college, you learn a lot about orthopedics and geriatrics and uh, weren't areas I was thinking I'd go into. And at my last clinical, second to last clinical, I was at a facility that was on 900 acres and had horses, had a pool, had cabins where the clients lived. And uh, my mom happened to see an article about therapists starting to use horses as a treatment strategy. And I rode all my life, so thought that sounded cool. And uh, I went and I mentored with somebody, and it was the the time where the light bulb went off in my head with all the academic stuff that I'd learned and putting it together, and it just made sense to me. Um, I watched the clients, the difference between the clients in a clinic situation versus at the pool or on a horse and how hard they worked, not knowing they were working hard, and it was just, that was it. And so when I came up to Georgia, I sought out starting such a company. Wow, that's really, I, I love that you get to uh, do your heart's desire in a way that is uniquely specific to the way you're wired. That's awesome. Cindy, what about you, babe? Um, so I love nature. Um, so I started with a camera taking pictures of, you know, God's glory. And uh, friends started asking me, hey, will you do my pictures? Will you do my family's pictures? And I was like, no. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't know what to do. And um, they kept, they were persistent. And so I started doing that. And I found that I loved capturing who they are as a family, their connection with each other. And um, I decided this is what I want to do. And then I sprung it on my husband and he said, okay. And I said, by the way, <laughs> I want to do uh, maternity and newborns. And he said, oh, okay. And so that's, that's how I got started. I love being able to connect with moms and families, you know, during a time where emotions are all over the place, you know, uncertainty, excitement, uh, terrified, and just being able to help them focus on the joy of the moment and um, just the beauty. Didn't you open a studio recently? I did. I have a studio in my home in the basement um, in Canton, Georgia, and I just, I love it. It's exactly how I wanted it, and um, it's amazing. Yeah. How long did you have to, like, how long did that take to put that together exactly the way you wanted it? It took about three months for the builder to come in and get everything taken care of, and there were specs that I wanted, and he was like, you want a what? And I'm like... I'll get you a picture. <laughs> Pinterest was your best friend, right? And other photographers, you know, yeah. uh, we learn from other people within our industry, you know, on ways that we can streamline things. And um, so, yeah. Giselle, how, um, how is, how does who you are as a person reflect in what you do? Wow, that's a great question. Basically, I love people, so what I do reflects on what I bring to people, other people in whatever, helping them out, because I'm about helping other people. So what I do, it's really reflects of who I am. Well, why, how do you use your influence in the community? By serving. Awesome. Give us some examples of where you serve. When I serve, like... Um, like, let's say, I don't know if you ever heard of a Dominic's. Um, oh, yes. The food truck. Yes, he has a food truck. Yeah. In the missions. In the missions, yeah. Helping them, um, even helping any other 
business person grow their business with coming up with ideas on how to do better. Now that I've been in business for so long, I can be an influence to them as well. Hey, this you could do this better. You could do it this way. And I have so many people come to me and ask me for, you know, advice and they run with it. And that makes me really happy helping others that way in the community. That's awesome. Bethany, what about you? How do you use your influence in the community? Um, well, we set up these as a nonprofit so that we could scholarship kids who could not afford services. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is that and networking with other agencies to just provide services and um, things that our special needs community need. So we try and fill in any gaps or support them in any way we can. Okay, awesome. What about you, Cindy? How do you use your influence in the community? So I love serving. I love serving moms. Um, but I also love working with local nonprofits to help when moms need um, a, a session, but they can't afford it. I love working with those nonprofits to make it happen. Um, I fully believe that no matter where you are in life, that you should be able to have pictures of you know your loved ones. Um, I also love um, helping others. Um, it's not unusual for people to ask me, so I'm, I'm thinking about doing this, and I just don't know about the whole marketing thing and where to start. And I'm like, oh, oh, let me help you. So I'm, I always love giving nuggets and helping other people be able to realize their dreams. Yeah, I met with you when we were working on some marketing stuff, and you have great ideas, and you're really good at it. Thank you. Yeah, it's really a, another arm of your a business that is specific, like not a lot of people just are naturally gifted there. And you definitely are. Thank you. So what makes your life, Bethany, what makes your life significant and how does that affect and feed into your work? I mean, the most significant thing is seeing the changes of our kids. I get a lot of first steps, firsts of things that kids are doing and seeing the parents pride and stuff and just knowing that I was part of it my team was part of it what we created was part of it is the biggest thing I would love an example or a story or something that you can give us Uh, we have a little boy who came in gosh I think he's been with us for three years now but when he first came in he was walking with a walker he has a neuro neurologic condition but it's not diagnosed yet and he was able to walk with a walker but it was a little tipsy and um he just such a hard worker, very supportive family, all the right ingredients. And um, the use of the horse, he was a perfect example of why it works. And uh, it was only about two months into that, that he was not only walking with his walker, but we started taking that away and giving him crutches and, and moving him along. And um, his family was so happy with his progress. They asked if um, he could come twice a week, if he could change his clinic to us. And, uh, at the time, I said, no, I didn't feel like, you know, I like the kids to have uh, a lot of resources, and I didn't want to limit that. Um, but then COVID hit, and most of the clinic therapists went to telehealth. And because we were outdoors, we took all precautions and saw anybody who wanted to be seen. And so he started coming twice a week. And the progress he made just coming in twice a week was just phenomenal. He can walk a little bit here and there with nothing. He can walk very easily with just one crutch, holding stuff in his hand, walking long, chatting. Um, The difference in him is is unbelievable. And uh, I still see him twice a week. In fact, he's my first client when we're done here. And I can't wait to see him every time. Oh, that is awesome. I I get it. Like, I get if you 
have to balance yourself on top of a horse, then that definitely will increase your ability to balance yourself when you're yeah. you're walking too. Well, I and think. the horse is so powerful because the rhythmic movement, the constant rhythmic mu- movement for the time they're on the horse affects their whole system. So as a physical therapist, I'm looking at their walking, I'm looking at their running, I'm looking for those physical needs, but we get parents' reports of all sorts of things they see progress with when they've been doing their status quo therapy for a few years. They're recommended to us. They start, and within a couple of weeks, they're doing other things. I had one mom, it was crazy, she goes, he hasn't eaten chicken nuggets in years, and he started eating chicken nuggets. And the That's only awesome. change was you. Now, can I prove that the hippotherapy caused him to eat chicken? But it was the only change. <laughs> so the parents start reporting to us all these things that change in their kids and stuff. So it's not just my area of physical therapy, but seeing the changes. I've had a lot of first words, even though I'm not the speech therapist. They just they want that horse to go. They're going to say something. Wow. So I see that a lot. That's awesome. All right. So I'm going to ask this of all of you. I will start with you, Bethany. Who is in your household? Um, I have two wonderful children. My daughter, Michaela, 17. She works for our company. She attends Woodstock High School. And my son is 15. He also goes to Woodstock High School as a freshman there. And then my husband, Mike, who's a graphic designer. Okay, awesome. What about you, Miss Cindy? So my husband, Kurt, and then my son, Jonathan, he is 17. My daughter has moved out, but she's 20. She's Jade. And then we have two dogs, three cats, and a hamster. Okay, I've got four dogs and ten cats. Okay, you got me beat. I didn't mention them. Should I mention them? I'm coming to play at your place. (laughs) You kind of have a whole farm, though, right? Well, we have a farm. So No, no, we don't live at our farm. We live in a three-bedroom house, but people tend to drop animals off at our farm. So we, we tend to get attracted to them. Got it. Giselle, who's in your household? My household is Glenn, me, and my four four legged babies, Ludo, Vicky, Tito, and Lola. So you have sixteen legs 16. between them. Yes. Okay, good. My math still <laughs> works very fast. <laughs> awesome. Well, can you tell me, Cindy, about a mistake that you've made in your business and what you learned from it? So I would say a mistake that I made is in the beginning, comparing myself to others and allowing um, uncertainty to hold me back. So now I just, I stay in my lane, I do what I want to do, and I execute. And if it's a flop, then it's a flop, and I learn from it. But it's not me allowing my perception of other people hold me back. Yeah, I love that. Basically, it comes down to fear. Mm-hmm. You know, walking through that fear. That is awesome. And I love it. And I wrote it down because I want to be reminded of it. What about you, Bethany? Oh, there's so many. Um, I think the biggest mistake I've made and continue to make is just taking on too much, trying to do too much of it myself, um, not delegating, um, not, I don't want to say not surrounding myself. I've tried to surround myself, but um, not allowing people to help me when I need help. So, um, yeah, that's the biggest thing. I recently was in a session or about to start a session and I was tending to probably three or four different things at the same time. And the dad was just like, you're, you're doing too much. You, you just need to focus on what you do best and, and treat the kids. And I was like, I would love to, but who else would do the rest? And so he uh, very graciously has put together a new board for us. Um, so I'm learning. I'm hoping that uh, that board will expand and grow and take over some of those responsibilities. So it's still a work in progress. But yeah, wow, awesome. Okay, what about you, Giselle? 
taking on everything <laughs> when we first started, like the social media, the networking, um, everything that you have to learn in the home inspection business. It's not just go into a home inspection. You have to learn everything. So I was doing the social media, the networking. I was like, oh my God, I'm getting burned out. So we had to hire somebody else to do our social media for the first six months. That way, everything could balance out. It, it, it was overwhelming. And I just I said, I was about to say, I'm quitting. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I think it's just more like taking on too much. You just have to del- learn how to delegate. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. What are the greatest challenges that you're facing now as a business or an industry? Right now with the market the way it is, it's like we get booked and then, oh, well, the deal didn't go through because somebody else offered more money than my client. So we are booked, but only with new construction. That's what's been going on right now. But we have um, agents or people call us, I, I need to have two-day due diligence. Do you think you can do it? Yeah, of course we can do it. But the day come and they, didn't get, they don't get the deal because somebody else offered more. Those are one of the challenges we're facing right now with real estate. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that, I think we're in a unique situation with real estate market overall right now. So I think, I hope that's a temporary challenge for you and not a long-term one for sure. Bethany, what about you? I think as a therapy industry, our biggest challenge is insurance. Um, specifically with our special niche of using horses, there's a lot of primary insurances. We're still educating on what we do. Um, they're using some very outdated material to list us as an exclusion. Um, and then so a lot of our kids are built to Medicaid, and Medicaid itself is a pretty hefty process of every six-month reporting and, and, and stuff, which um, I'd love to see changed. Um, as a nonprofit, the work, we're starting to come out of it, and hopefully this year will be better, but the last couple of years, people haven't wanted to gather, so just doing fundraisers and trying to think of new and unique fundraisers that didn't involve people being near each other and stuff or um, – what not just having that support so we didn't lose too much during covid on clientele but we have struggled to to get those fundraisers going back so what are some of the fundraisers that you do we've had in the past um, a fundraiser every year at a brewery Um, usually that's just the location and at the brewing event we do a silent auction and we do a cash raffle or something like that Um, we've done a haunted house in the past Um, that was really fun the community loved it um really felt like it was going to start to take off but then the founder or the guy who does the, the haunted house himself went into the army so that that ended last year oh no um, so yeah so we've we're kicking around a couple ideas i don't want to mention them yet but what oh, no, the board and i have uh, talked about a couple ideas um we will um probably still do a 5k we started a 5k t- last year was our first one we did two of them last year and um kind of jumped right into it there wasn't enough planning and stuff yet they were still moderately successful so we're hoping to continue that so we do have that planned for august um where are you located the barn is located in canton right yeah right off of arbor hill okay awesome uh cindy what are the greatest challenges you are facing now as a business or industry so as a business um piggybacking on what giselle was talking about about being a one-man show. I'm a one-woman show at this point. So trying to figure out what I could delegate out. Um, it's not the, you know, capturing pic- pictures because I love that. I love connecting with the families. 
It's not the editing because I love bringing what I see and what I've captured into what I I wanted to create. Um, it's not the marketing because who's going to present me in my marketing. So just trying to figure out what I, what I'm willing to let go. And um, yeah. And then I have all these ideas that I want to execute and I just have to find the time being a full-time mom, full-time photographer, and then executing all the, the set ideas and everything. So uh, how do you get clients? I would say 95% of my business is word of mouth. So for instance, um, I've been doing sneak peeks this week of a gorgeous mom and um, I've had multiple people reach out to me because she's like, oh my gosh, look, look at my pictures. These are so awesome. And so people are like, oh, I've seen Ashley's pictures. You've done such a great job. I want to, I want to connect. And um, so yeah, about word of mouth. And what is uh, a typical week for you as far as how many uh, sessions that you get to do? So it ranges. Uh, usually I average about two sessions a week, um, but it can be five or six, which is a bit overwhelming for me. Again, one woman show. Right. Yeah. How long does editing take typically? So if you um, if you shoot for an hour, you can usually take that and multiply by three. And that's what you can expect to be your editing time. However, there are times when it's longer or shorter, just depending on what the setting was. And, you know, if it's a baby that has like severe acne, then that's going to really bog you down in a good way because you're still focusing on the beautiful baby. But removing the acne and everything is, you know, extra steps. Gotcha. Okay. Um, How do you get clients, Bethany? Most of the time through family, word of mouth, um, the families who come to us talk at other therapy sessions and stuff or at school or whatnot. Um, sometimes it's therapists who have had a child and just want something different, either instead of or added to. Most of the time it'll be added to and we'll work side by side with another therapist, um, not literally, but figuratively, um, just supporting their plan of care and um, adding to it. And you said something about uh, Special Olympics. Tell us about what that looks like. Oh, Special Olympics. Well, they just moved it last year, so it's local. It's at Wills Park. Um, it'll be Memorial Day weekend, the Friday and Saturday. And um, teams, the last couple of years have been tough. Last year, there was only a couple teams there. The year before, they canceled. So it's building back up to what it used to be. Um, right now, I believe there's eight teams confirmed to be there. Um, the kids compete in showmanship, where they lead the horse through a pattern. Uh, equitation, where they're judged on how they look and how they sit on the horse and control the horse trail where they go through obstacles and then the our favorite class is called unified partners and it's where you have two athletes paired with two partner riders and they do it to musical a musical number oh that so, sounds like yeah. that would be fun to watch we've always uh we're known for kind of going all out so <laughs> oh, i'm really? not disclosing our theme this year because other teams know how hard we work to make it super uh, spectacular for our kids but we go for full props and scenery and uh excite excitement factor oh, wow. for the audience as well okay um, and the kids really get into it but they can't wait to practice their musical numbers every week oh that so, is awesome that sounds like so much fun um so giselle how do you get your clients by word of mouth building relationship networking 
people that used us in the past refer us to our families, and we stay pretty busy all, all week. And you partner with people in the community as well, like real estate agents and that sort of thing. Do you want to tell us about that yeah. a little? Real estate agents and also um, closing attorneys and also mortgage lenders. We get a lot of referral from mortgage lenders, but our best referral partner is a realtor. Those are like our direct referral partners, and they refer us to other, send us referrals to, to other realtors as well. So it's about, you know, trust, and they like us. We do a great job. And so you have some common goals with some people in the community, and I see that you're on the front of the Town Laker this month. Tell us about your common goals and how that works. It's about doing a great, awesome inspection. That way the client is satisfied. Those are common goals when you have a good realtor beside you. Make sure that, you know, you do a great inspection, they're happy, you bring everything to light that it's needed to be known. And that's how we serve. Awesome. All right. So, Cindy, what are some misconceptions about your industry? We're too expensive. (laughs) Um, Sometimes um, people are a little bit shocked by the, the price tag. And what they need to understand is people in my niche are educated. We um, spend a lot of time making sure that we understand what the what needs to happen in order for mom and baby to be safe. Um, in fact, this year so far, I've completed 24 hours of education um, just this year. So um, just making sure that, you know, they're they're okay and they're enjoying our time together, but really it's more about their safety. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Bethany, what are some misconceptions about your industry? Uh, on the therapy end with using a horse, a lot of people don't understand that there is a science behind it. There's a lot of research behind it and they think, oh, we can just put a kid on a horse and ride him around and that's what they're doing. And that's the problem we have with insurance is not understanding very specifically that we're looking at we analyze the horse's movements, so we know every horse in our barn, what movement they give. We match their size, their temperament, their movement to the children. And then what we do while the child's on the horse is specific to their needs also. Um, there's not regulation in the sense that um, there's no mandatory education. Um, so if any physical therapist can use a horse. But if they haven't gone to the courses, learned, then... Um, it's just buyer beware, you know, it's kind of, you need to um, know your therapist, know their background, their education, and that they're doing things not only in a way that'll be beneficial clinically, but also safety. Yeah, it's a lot to think of, because I also, you also need people to do things like clean out stalls and feed horses, which would be atypical for, you know, a physical therapist inside of a a building doing something more Every traditional. time I pick up a pile of poop in the ring, I think, how many of my class getting their master's degree are picking up poop right now <laughs> as they're working? Uh, for the main barn, we have other staff that do that. But yes, during a session, yes, if it's in our way, I'll go over and pick it up. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't need my PT training for that. But um. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, what are some misconceptions about your industry, Giselle? would be we're generalists we know a little bit about everything that's what home inspectors do um we will if there's evidence of mold we'll 
noted, but we're not mold inspectors. Um, we don't look behind walls. Some people might think that <laughs> we don't. We don't look behind walls because we can't tear out a, a wall. Um, and basically just being thorough with the little things that you can, visible things that we can test. That's basically Giselle, you had mentioned something earlier about how you like to help other business owners and that are just starting out and that sort of thing. So who uh, who are your mentors and or are you being mentored and are you how are you mentoring others? Well, when we first started, I found I got a mentor in our industry, but this person that mentored us knows all about, you know, it's like more like a business, a whole a business mentor for our business, but I can mentor other things, other people through what I learned. So if it's marketing, I learned a lot of marketing, how to be a good marketer, like social media. So if somebody's starting a business, I, I can help you with that because I, you know, and I got great ideas on that. Yeah. Cause you've been through it. I've been through it. So are you still actively being mentored? Every, every time. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you take an active role in mentoring others yep. as well. And I love mentoring others, like empowering other people that are yeah. about to give up. Like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Yes, you can. Don't give up. That's your head telling you that you can't, but you can. Exactly. Yeah. I think we have a mutual friend who was uh, considering changing industries. And I feel like you were a key element in pushing her into uh opening that business again and moving back into that other industry. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I see you as that for sure. Um, Bethany, are you being mentored and are you mentoring others? And what does that look like? I actually have an intern right now. So I have contracts with about six universities throughout the country who send um, DPT students, doctoral PT students uh, for their last or second to last clinical time. So I have a student right now. I do that throughout the year. Um, I've been on AHA faculty, but it required a lot of traveling, which I wasn't at a point in my life to do. So I felt like this was a better match for me to be here in my home and teaching others. Um, And I frequently mentor and mentor with other agencies in the area that provide similar services or the same service. I'm usually helping them with a therapy aspect and um, they're helping me more with the business and what's worked for them and stuff. Okay. Awesome. What about you, Miss Cindy? So I have a couple of mentors. I have one that is specific to photography and then I have one that's more specific towards business And then I have a couple of photographers that come to me asking me questions. Well, how did you do this? How do I make this work? And um, how can I get, you know, my marketing up to par? And so, yeah. I feel like in your industry, there would definitely, there may be in all industries, but in your industry, there would definitely be like a group of people that are available to connect with, to find out about different kinds of, you know, how did you focus this or what? lens did you use for that or whatever is is that something that you've found is available there are so many facebook groups uh, full of photographers um hey i've got this family of 15 three littles couple of teens mom dad grandma grandpa how do i pose these people and what kind of settings would you use and blah 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 and people just come in and they're like, here, here's an example of one that I did. And I use these settings and blah, 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 blah. And so it's really cool because you can learn on the fly if you feel stuck. Yeah, that's awesome. So Giselle, this question is for you because I think out of all of us here, you're well, besides me, but you are the only one that's a husband wife business. Yes. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you divide your duties out? And you've kind of mentioned this, but uh, do you go crawling around in crawl spaces too, girl? I do not go to crawl spaces. <laughs> I stay in my lane. When we first started this business, I said, Glenn, you're not going to be going to doing marketing and doing home inspections. It's not going to work because we're not going to be successful. Let us be successful by you focusing on what you know what to do and what I know and what I know and like doing, which is marketing, building relationships. I do go with him sometimes if I'm going to videotape something, film something that he's doing to post it on our social media. That's the only time I'm going to go with him. But other than that, I stay in my lane and he stays in his. That probably makes for a happy marriage. My husband was in business about 20 years before I started jumping in and trying to help with marketing. And uh, yeah, it took us a minute to try to figure out how to work together without killing each other. Um. So, Bethany, tell us what BEATS is an acronym, yes? Yes. Tell us what that stands for. It's Bethany's Equine and Aquatic Therapy Services. So we provide physical and occupational therapy, but our specialties are using the horse and using water. Okay, so we haven't talked at all about the water. Tell us about the water. Uh, The water offers um, a whole different medium for therapy because water provides buoyancy. It provides resistance. Um, So there's different activities you can do in the water, especially with kids who aren't walking yet. The water gives you basically support to help them walk and stuff and um right now we have a contract out of the uh, cherokee aquatic center in sixes our therapist however is in residency for the year so we don't have that service right this second and we're probably looking for a therapist to take it over because she wants to focus on the horses when she comes back too yeah i I guess in my mind i'm seeing the horses swimming but that's not no 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 nobody's swimming we just (laughs) use the water as a medium for for our services and and i love it when i first um, graduate. Well, when I was at that internship, um, my last clinical, I had the option of a pool. And so, and I was a swimmer all my life too. So the, those two things just went together. And that's where I saw we put parallel ballers in the pool and worked in there. And it was just a great environment. Um, but I learned very quickly up here that I can't, I can't do them both. I don't have both on the same site. Um, it's not really feasible. So Beats is much more known for the use of horses, um, not just for therapy, but for our recreational program and everything. So, okay. uh, all right, awesome, understood. So, what motivates or inspires you? Uh, the kids, yeah. the kids, just every day. The kids. I, I mean, everything too. I mean, I work. I have every child takes three volunteers. Um, I meet some fantastic people who are giving their time to be a part of this, um, and and hearing their stories and why they volunteer varies. Um, greatly and there have been some really inspiring stories out of my own volunteers and why they want to be a part of this and then the horses you know the horses just the horses that are we accept in our program we vet out very strongly and they they have a quality that you know they love what they're doing Um, not all horses do love what we do so we've had to turn away a few um but yeah, the ones that love it, love it. And to see the session come together with a horse that looks happy and is being well cared for. Some of them have been rescued um, as well. So um, that's always, you know, in the back of our minds that look where this horse came from. And now they're doing this for this child. And then seeing the team around them and, and what they're giving is just very powerful. How do you find your volunteers? A lot of social media. Again, word of mouth. Our volunteers love coming out. I have volunteers. I had one woman who was with us for 16 years every week. I've got another guy who's every other week, but he's been with me since the day we started. 
Um, so, so what does a volunteer commitment look like typically? Most of our volunteers come in for two hours a week. They'll, they'll help with two sessions back to back, um, getting the horses ready or getting the equipment ready, um, walking alongside the horse or leading the horse if they're qualified and then switching that all out, do another kid. And then, and then that's it. So that's what I'd say 90% of our volunteers do. And then of course we always have volunteers helping with projects and fundraisers and events and stuff. Awesome. Okay. Uh, what, am I, what motivates or inspires you, Cindy? So I'm a uh, silver lining kind of girl. So no matter the situation, I always try to find the joy. Um, and so when I see moms who are going through their pregnancy and they're not feeling well, they're like, my ankles are swollen, I'm a big fat whale, blah, 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 you know, this, 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 this. And I'm like, but what you're doing is so amazing and um it's a miracle and so i love bringing joy to them and allowing them to see what we see when we look at them versus what they see when they look at themselves um as often um the case is when they get their gallery there's tears they're like oh my gosh you know because they totally don't see what we see um I, I just, I love the connection between people too. Um, I will sit and watch people all the time. I love watching the connection, you know, mom brushes the hair back from baby's forehead and I'm like, Oh, that's love, you know? And so I love capturing that connection. That's awesome. Giselle, what motivates or inspires you? What motivates me is that I'm able to help my husband grow his business and we're working towards a common goal right now, which is growing it, which has been really hard right now because what what we spoke earlier, not a lot of, not a lot of inspections are being canceled, and we're trying to grow our company. And our fear is like if we bring somebody on to work with us, is there going to be a lot of work? But it what helps me, like motivates me, is that I'm being able to help him accomplish his goals, just helping my family. Yeah. I love that. Any of you can speak out to this. Do you have a message that is for women specifically? Just don't give up. If your mind is telling you, ah, I shouldn't be doing this. Why did I get into this? Keep on going. It will flourish. It will flourish. I promise you. Anyone else? I think in my industry, it's just that women can do whatever they want to. I mean, there's really no, I mean, my, my industry is completely female dominated as far as the therapy aspect, but as far as the barn care goes, a lot of people think, oh, that's, you know, we're lugging around, you know, 50, 60 pound bales of hay and 50 pound bales of feed and managing horses and all this stuff. But um, most of the people in my barn are also female and we can handle it. It's awesome. I think if you have a dream, you owe it to yourself to give it a shot. I had a name for my company for two years before I actually executed. So, um, yeah. That is great. Okay, we are going to uh, go into the final uh, question here. And, Cindy, I'm going to start with you. How can others get in touch with you, with you and your business? You can visit my website, www.cmoments.me. Uh, it has my contact information. It has all my pricing and all the different styles of photography that I do. 
our website is probably best as well. It's um, www.beats-inc.org. So it's B-E-A-T-S hyphen I-N-C dot O-R-G. And go to our website, www.staffyhome.com. Great. Well, thank you, ladies, for being on here. Is there anything that you want to leave us with today? Okay, then I am going to leave us with this. I want to remind you to keep learning and growing. So thank you for joining us today on Women in Business, powered by Business Radio X. Until next time. 